And we are currently uh, on our second class, Bezrat Hashem, on the Haggadah. We're using the Sandra Sutton edition of the Haggadah Shal Pesach. We'd like to thank the Sutton family who graciously donated a thousand copies that will be available coming Sunday or Monday. If you'd like, we'll give you the pickup spot and you'll be able to uh, pick up the Haggadah for your family. Um, Morris Dweck raised his hand. Yes, Morris. Do you send any of the deal or just in Brooklyn? Um, if, we, if we have a spot to leave them off and deal, we'll try to get them to deal, Morris. Okay. Thank Otherwise, you. can you, if you don't, just send me the PDF so I can print it. Okay. I will try to work on that. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Okay. Okay, so here we go. So we left off yesterday that the section of Magid is broken up into the following words. The source of the Pasuk is God tells Moshe, We say this every single day in our prayers, it's in our tefillin. And Vigalta means tell Lebincha your son Bayom Hu on that day, Lemor saying, Bavur said, because of this, Asa Hashem Li, God did to me, but say, So we're now in part one called Vigadata. That means this unit is not actually the main part. The main part we're going to see is Lemor saying. Lemor means saying. The three sections till that are introductory sections. The first thing we have to do is we have to set up the Magid. As we mentioned yesterday, the way we set up the Magid is by breaking the Matzah. We just broke the Matzah, and we tell the child after we broke it, this statement is a statement of explanation about the broken Matzah. That's why we lift the middle broken Matzah, and we say the following paragraph, because we want to explain to our child what we just did. Those that so we hear on Sunday know that there are opinions in the Rishonim, believe it or not, that your matzah becomes better matzah when you tell the story on top of it. Because the word lechem oni has two meanings. The word oni could mean two different things. Stash, you want to tell me what oni could mean? Either what or what? At least give me one of them. Uh, poor man's bread. Good. You want to go for the extra credit? Or bread that many things are spoken over. Uh, or, uh, Unbelievable. The bread that many things are said over. Very good. There's two explanations. Either it's poor man's bread or the bread that we speak about, the bread that we talk about. Both are true, and that's what we're going to be doing. So now we're designating that bread. We have that bread over here. We're designating it. That's the piece of cracked piece that we just cracked. We're designating. It's Our forefathers ate it in the land of Egypt. Uh, question, what does it mean they ate in the land of Egypt? This famous question. Uh, I thought they ate it when they left Egypt. So many commentaries amongst them, the Ibn Ezra says, they ate it in Egypt also. They ate it in Egypt. What do you mean they ate it in Egypt? Yes, because that's what, that's what they fed slaves. They fed slaves bread that was, took a long time to digest, and they just threw them some matzah. So the question is, and this is a very important lesson for us, very, very important lesson that you could use every year by the Seder, especially this year. I hope you have your pens in your hands and you're writing these things down. That God chose to make it that this matzah is both a symbol of affliction and of, of freedom. How so? Because when we left, we rushed out and we were forced to eat matzah. So when they remembered matzah, they remembered both sides 
matzah is both a sign of their slavery because they ate the matzah when they were slaves, and matzah is also a sign of freedom. Imagine you have a mashal, you have a guy who was in jail, and in his prison, there was barbed wire all around the prison. So anytime he looks at barbed wire, he thinks of slavery. In the end, the piece of barbed wire falls down. He picks the lock with the very barbed wire and gets out. So now when he looks at barbed wire, barbed wire is a sign of freedom because he used it to pick the lock. And barbed wire is also the sign of slavery because that was what kept him in jail. It's the same item that symbols both. Why does a Kadosh Baruch Hu do that? Because a Kadosh Baruch Hu wants to show you the, his power. He could take that same item that you dreaded and he could turn it around as a sign of freedom. That's a sign anytime you have a problem. It says, It could mean either we get out of it or from it we are saved. One more time. It's a time of difficulty, a time of crisis. And from it, means from the crisis we will be saved. We have to believe that. We're in crisis time now. We have to believe the crisis can save us. If there are people now that are doing Teshuvah and there are people that are changing, we have to believe that tomorrow morning, today, Mashiach comes, all those people that passed away are dancing because it's Kiyat HaMetim, and the people, that the heroes, are going to be the ones that, 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 that just passed away this past week. Hashem could turn everything around. We have to believe that. That's the power of Eit Sarah Hiliakovi Meni Yivashe. We said from Chaim Palaji, the word Sarah, we could flip it around and it says Ritzay, which means God likes us and wants us. We could turn the Tzadah into Ritzay. That's the message that we, the same Matzah that we ate in slavery is the Matzah of freedom. Please write that down. You have to say that at the, at the say that with enthusiasm. Good. That's section one of this unit. Next. We invite our guests in. Uh, why do we invite the guests in? The Chidah says because the, the Chidah says because one of the reasons we went into Galut was because of Sinat Chinam. And therefore, in order for us to get out of the Galut that we're in now, we want to say, I'm willing to invite guests in. Anybody come in? Anybody invited? Anyone come in? And, then, and we start off with the powerful uh, statement of Emunah. Hashata hacha. This year we're here. The word shata means year in Aramaic. This year we're here. Next year we'll be in Israel. This year we're here slaves. Next year we'll be in Eretz Yisrael. That's the opening line of the Haggadah, is the, is the, is the emunah that we're going to get out. Because as we said yesterday, the first, the first mitzedah that ever occurred, occurred in Egypt, when they were still slaves, when they weren't out yet. And we have to believe and tell our families with this, with this enthusiasm. They got to feel that you feel that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take us out of this. He's going to take us out of this corona crisis. He's going to take us out of Galut, period. Okay, the matzah is placed down. The seder plate is removed. And the second of the four cups of wine is poured. Okay, so we're doing uh, three different things over here. Putting the matzah down. We're removing the seder plate because this is supposed to arouse, it's a Mishnah, remove the table, remove the plate. Remove the plate because it's supposed to look like the meal is over. You took the plate away, you pour a kos. Normally, in many homes in those days, and even these days, people make birkat amazon a la kos. 
Um, and therefore, in the child's mind, if you're taking the plate away with the food and you're pouring a cup, it looks like the meal's over. So the kid now is going to ask, what's going on? What happened? And the answer is going to be like, so let's just go through his questions. And again, we want to make uh, the questions are about Pesach, Matzah, and Maror. Today, we don't have Pesach, so we switched it. But basically, he's asking the questions about what he sees on the Kada. And the answer to the question, according to most Rishonim, we're not really answering the question right now. Later on, we get to Rabban Gamliel. Much later, we're going to answer the question. So how is this night different than all other nights? Okay, I'm just going through the English a second, sorry. Okay, and our four questions. Question number one about the dipping, question number two about the matzah, question number three about the maror, and question number four is about leaning. In the old days, they always leaned. We just stuck in leaning because we don't have a korban pesach. Basically, the child's question is, I want to understand, number one, why'd you dip twice? And I'd like to understand uh, what are the mitzvot of the night? Because we'll see that you must explain in the mitzvot of the night. So hopefully, as we said yesterday, the difference between the night of the seder and all the nights is we have to have a discussion with somebody. Hopefully we arouse the kids to questions. And now we're going to tell him the following. Avadim Hayinu. Now, simply, according to 90% of the rabbis, Avadim Hayinu is not an answer to Manishtana. You didn't answer the question. The answer to Manishtana is Pesach Matzah Maror. We didn't get there yet. We're just going to tell the child that what's going on tonight and hold on for the ride. Well, now we got some time to go. Don't forget, of course, we return the Seder plate. The matzahs are kept uncovered as the Haggadah is recited in unison. Haggadah should be translated if necessary, and the story of the Exodus should be amplified upon. Okay. So again, Manishtana, we got the questions. We have, we have our, our points or aim. Like in the old days in school, they used to write on the board, aim. You know, today we'll discuss the theory of relativity. Okay, aim. Aim. By the end of the day, you will know what uh, static energy is. And we'll do an experiment to show that understanding. By the end of the class, everyone will take their shirts off and we'll see static electricity. Okay? That's what a science test class is. So here we go. We have our four questions. The kid has his questions. And keep the questions. Good question, Sonny Boy. You got to wait a little bit for the answer. Now, we're just going to give you a general uh, discussion. What's a general discussion? Now, as we said yesterday, if you have your yellow markers, these four words must be yellow markered. Why? Because, as we said, one of the musts of the night is you have to start with the negative. In our handy Sandra Sutton edition we have over here in the gray box, we start with the physical negative that we were enslaved by the Egyptians. So it's right there on the side. You don't, you don't even have to write it. You just got to yellow marker that so you remember to tell your kids, kids, there was a time when we were slaves in Egypt. Slaves means, Rambam says, he gives an example. He says, if you have a housekeeper in the kitchen, you say, you know, Juana in the kitchen over there, that's what we were like. You know, sometimes Juana comes with her kids and they play around and you say, I feel bad. These poor children, their mother has to work all day. That was, that's what you looked like. And uh, God took us out of Egypt. We got to remember that. So you got to make the kids any which way they feel it. That means any way you can get a kid who's three, four, five, whatever, whatever his age is, he's got to feel what it means. Somebody works. And we were working. We were enslaved. And HaKadosh Baruch took us out. So, God took us out of there. He took us out of there. 
with the Yad Chazakal V'zron Atuyah. I took a Saturday when we get to later on how these two words are going to hint. Yad Chazakal V'zron Atuyah later on is going to hint to the ten plagues because each hand has five fingers. The Yad Chazakal V'zron Atuyah, two hands, two hands, five, ten fingers, ten plagues. We'll see that later on. God took us out of there with ten plagues. And... If he didn't take us out of there, Adayim still, we and our sons and our grandchildren will still be there. Now, how do you know that? Famous question. Lincoln freed the slaves. How could we make such a statement and say that if, if not for the fact that God took us out of there, we would still be there? That, that's, that's a very uh, presumptuous statement. How do you know that? A lot of things have changed since then. Uh, Ray, what do you want to say? Give me one of the 10 answers. I'm sorry, Rabbi, what was the question? I missed it. The question was, um, how could we make such a statement that if God didn't take us out of there, we'd still be there? Lincoln freed the slaves. How do you know that a few thousand years later, things wouldn't have changed? How do we, how do we know that, Hashem, that, that things wouldn't have changed, that we would have stayed there if he didn't take that us out? If God would have took us out of there, we'd still be there. I don't know. There's no slaves today. Everyone's freed. Maybe we would have been freed with, uh, with Abraham Lincoln. Well, we, we, we were at the 49th level. We're going to get to the 15th level. We're going to be destroyed. It was going to be over. Good. That's a good answer. Ray says that uh, the Torah is telling us we would have, we would have lost our identity totally if, if, if Hashem were to take us out at that point. So we would have been lost as a Jewish people. That's good. Um, another answer is that um, Lincoln only freed the slaves after there was Yitzhak Mitzrayim. You know, all those things had to, had, to, had to happen. Everything we know, you know, after history. Uh, Jack Shama? Yeah, hello? Yeah, what do you want to say, sir? Who, yeah, who, who put it in, in, in Abraham's Lincoln mind to free the slaves? Okay. Hashem. Okay, also good. So, what, you know, he did it back then. Okay, also good. Bottom line, we got to realize that we have to, we have to feel like we got out of there because if not for Kadosh Baruch Hu taking us out, we'd still be there. Others say it means Mishubadim Ha'inu Parob Mitzrayim means not necessarily, if you notice, the word avadim is used at the beginning and mishubad is used at the end. Mishubad means subjugated. Subjugated means a little bit more like Ray was saying. We would have been, um, if not for physically enslaved, we would have been taken over by the culture. We would have been taken over by the Egyptian culture and uh, we would have been enslaved to their culture. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been thinking like Jews think. We would have been, uh, we would have been enslaved to their culture. Uh, Mars Dweck. Yeah. It- Hashem needed to take us out of Mitzrayim because Hashem needed to show the world, all right, that he was there. He needed to do the 10 plagues. The world needed to see, at the time the world was going, you talk about the 49 levels, the entire world was like that. And he used Am Yisrael, all right, as his children to protect us to take us out, but also at the same time to show the world that yes, Mars is right. Everything the one that and happened, only. Yes, was both was was there as as to save us and to build lessons to the world at the same time. Good, correct. Um, Mars Beta, and we go further. Yeah, it's not so much that they were freed like the the slaves were freed. We're now free, so we can now be servants of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's a big difference. Also good, good. Okay, so whatever works for you, that's definitely one of the um, required questions on the table when you talk with your children. You got to ask them that question, say, what do you mean we'd still be there? 
Who said we'd still be there? So that's, that's what we got to talk about. Um, even if we're all wise people, even if we're all smart people, whatever we are, we have a mitzvah, lisaper. So right now we're telling the child for the first time, we're using this word lisaper. Lisaper is the mitzvah of the night. I forgot who yesterday used the term. There's a difference between zecher, uh, which is to remember, and sipur, which is to tell. So that word lisaper, again, if you have your if you're highlighting, I would highlight these three words. We're now setting the table now. We didn't start the story. We're just telling the kid what's going on. We want to let him know there's a mitzvah called Sipur Yitziat Mitzrayim. So we got to let him know about that. This is, again, this is, we're just in the level of the Gadata. We haven't done anything yet. And I always say this, uh, I have many witnesses from the Torah Center. Every year I say this, don't get stuck in this part of the say there because this is not, this is really the intro. It's like you have a beautiful uh, meal and you know we're serving a, a salad and we're serving fish and we're serving lamb chops and we're having a dessert. But we're only giving you three hours to eat the meal. And what do you do? You have the salad and you're just picking at the salad for two hours. And when they say, okay, we're gonna skip the, skip the fish and uh, you know, and I'll have a little taste of the, of, the, of, the, of the steak and then sorry, it's time for dessert, which is api koman. You gotta pace yourself. You gotta know what's the salad, what's the fish, what's the, what's the lamb chops. What we're doing now is salad. We're in the salad section. We did not, it's a say there, we're in the salad. Don't get stuck picking your salad all day and not get to the meal, okay? It's a very important rule. Uh, Ike, you with us? Yep. Okay, so now, in this book, we have gray box on the side that tells us what each unit is doing now. So what we're gonna do right now is, we wanna just show, it's a little story, and again, I'm gonna say it again, because people get stuck over here. Which rabbi, how many rabbis, he was a Kohen, he was a Levi, he was Yisrael, what are they doing in B'nai Brak? All not important for tonight. As we say, you say that on the second day meal by lunch, that's a nice thing to talk about. But at the Seder, we just say, I want to prove to you that you can be very smart and you still have to do the story because, hey, these rabbis were smart. If these five from the incident of the five great rabbis who spent the entire night on Magid, even though they definitely knew the story, we now prove that you should spend much time on Magid. That's the only reason I'm bringing this paragraph in. It's like when you're learning a Gemara and you want to prove something, right? You want to prove something. So um, what words do you use if you want to prove something? So you want to, there's a certain terminology. You say, um, what do you say over here? What do you got? Uh, where's my uh, team over here? Yeah, JD. JD, what do you say when you prove something? You say the Hatanya. The Hatanya, that's good. Good, beautiful. The Hatanya. And I learned like this in the Brighta. Exactly. So make believe the Haggadah said Vahatanya. You know, when you look at a Vahatanya, is the whole Vahatanya important? Not necessarily. We're just proving the point. Like we say, we're Googling it. So we're just bringing the Mishnah down. Vahatanya, that's all. We didn't really do that much. It's a nice Vahatanya. Beautiful, J.D. Vahatanya. I, I got a Mishnah over here, about five rabbis. Terrific. Let's continue. Uh, now we have another Vahatanya. Another Vahatanya. Amar Belazar ben Azariah. I'm 70 years old, and I could not prove to my peers that you have to say Yitziat Mitzrayim at night until Ben Zoma came along and made a derashah. And to prove that you have to say Yitziat Mitzrayim at night. Why is that important? What does that have to do with our story? 
The answer is, on all nights there's a mitzvah to remember. We're proving from the story, that, 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 that discussion, that if, if you have to say Kriyat Shema every night, so what's special about tonight? So we're just showing, just in case there's some wise guy at the table, and he says, what are we spending so much time for? Let's just mention Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim and go on. You tell him, no, we do that every night of the year. So we have just finished, we have just finished the first part of Magid. We just finished the salad. The salad was, what is tonight? Tonight is a mitzvah of Magid. What does Magid mean? You got to tell the story. You got to spend time. I'll prove it to you because Rabbi spent a lot of time. And it's more than just remembering because that you do every night of the year. I just said one sentence. Is there anyone here that could just repeat that to me? I'm going to take man on the street over here. Ike, Ike, you want to repeat to me what just happened? Uh, we just set up the night by, yeah. by, by saying that uh, we started off as as slaves, and now we're we're getting to the meat of of the actual story of what happened. But what are we trying to prove? What's but what's special about this night? What's uh, different about this night? What's different about this night? In in the in, in our responsibility to tell the story versus every night of the year that we have to remember it's Yamasim every day and night of the year. Because we have to tell it. We got to tell it, and we got to spend time like the rabbis that spend time. Right. Long, long. That's the main. That's what we're setting it up for the kid now. The kid wants to know what's going on. Say, listen, Sonny boy, it's going to take some time. This is not a one, two, three story. It's going to take some time. Okay? So please have some patience. I'm going to continue now. Now, the second unit is Libincha. Again, we didn't start yet. We're setting the table. Libincha means that you got to tell it to somebody. Again, that's the difference between tonight and all other nights is you have to talk to somebody. So I'm telling this somebody, who's the somebody? It's Lebincha, your son. So now we're gonna describe this four sons. Why do I have to know about the four sons? Because uh, every child's different and you have to know your child, know your crowd. You can't just uh, talk to somebody without knowing about the kid. Everyone has a different head. You have to look at your table and this is, they're using the Gemara's it's going to say, your chacham, your tam, your other shows, all kind of kids. There's all kind of kids. So you got to know your kid. You know, JD's got all his kids are chachamim, JD. So he doesn't have to know his kids. Young man over here, what grade is this guy in over here? Mark. Mark, Mark, what grade are you in? Pre-1A? No, not yet. Not yet. Where's one of the uh, older guys? Bring him in. Hockey. Hockey? They're playing hockey. Okay, I hope not with anybody else. They're playing hockey. <laughs> oh, no? Okay. So you got to know your kids and you, ha you have to be able to relate to them. That's basically what we're telling you now. You have to know if the guy's a chacham, he wants something that's philosophical. If the guy's simple, he wants a story. You have to know your table. You can't just sit there and, 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 and babble without knowing your crowd. Who's at the crowd? If you have, you know, you got, it's just your family and it's, a, it's you know, they're little kids, get out your uh, storybook and find some good stories about the Makot and, 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 and excite the crowd. It means this is your, this is like you're going to, uh, I've seen guys do this, you know, you have a business meeting, right? So you gotta know who's coming. Okay, what are they like? I, let's say I have, a, I have a business meeting. I know this guy really likes golf. So if I'm smart, I'll, I'll get a golf magazine. I'll read up the latest golf thing and they'll talk to me about golf. I gotta know who my crowd is. So what they're telling you now is, and again, this is not Magid. This is, 
the teacher's edition, and we want to tell you, know your crowd. Ray? Did I miss the golf uh, illustration? I walked yes, away. Yes, yes. You missed the golf illustration. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because, again, this is not the meat and potatoes. We're just trying to let you understand the structure over here, and it's know your crowd. We have a chacham, and we prove from a pasuk, there's a chacham, there's a rasha. These are all nice things. We could say a lot of nice divrei Torah over here. What's the difference between the chacham and the rasha? You know, the chacham says, uh, your God, and the rasha says, your God. So why is he called the chacham, and why is he called the rasha? They sound the same, and all other things like that. And we could talk about the Tam. But again, that's not really the main point of the night to talk about the children. It's like, uh, we'll go back to our Mashal. Uh, you have a guy and he, um, you have a guy and he has a uh, meeting. He wants to make a sale, right? So he spends a lot of times with, with, his, uh, with his buyers, like we said, getting to know and understand the person that, you know, what do they like? Oh, this guy, James, he likes golf, so let's sort of read up about golf. And uh, Bob over there, he likes uh, fancy ties, so let's read up about fancy ties. And Bill over there, he's a, he's a sports fan. Know your sports. Okay, good. You know them. You got, all you do is you're talking the whole night about golf, about sports, or this, and, you, and, and you, do, you did a great job talking to the guys, but you forgot to make the sale. You got to make the sale. Come back to the boss and say, what are sales? Oh, we had a great meeting. We spoke about golf. Guys, do you sell any, 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 any shorts? Oh, all right. We got to sell shorts. Oh, sorry. You got too busy talking to them about the... You, you, you can't get stuck on talking about the, 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 the players over here. We got to get to the story. So we're going to move along right now. I'm going I'm, I'm to control myself. I definitely have a lot of nice things to say about these four sons, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Because that's still, I'm an introduction stage. I'm a limbincha. Okay. Part three. Bayomahu on that day. I'm sorry, Morris Dweck raised his hand. We stop right here when Morris Dweck raises his hand. We stop everything. Uh, where are you, Morris? One second, Morris Dweck. I don't see him on the screen. David Chavez raising his hand. Yes, Morris. Yes, Morris. Okay. But you should elaborate on the four sons because that's a very good place that the children get to interact to talk about it. Morris? Yeah. Did you hear what I said? I heard what you said. Oh, okay. But again... Not that I'm going to have my grandchildren with me to interact, but I do know that we spent a lot of time in the Seders with my grandchildren, all different from all different schools around these four sons. I know, Morris. I'm going to go back yeah. to my mashal. Okay? We're in the jewelry showroom, Bezrat Hashem, soon. And we're, hope not. About, yeah. and we're talking about Disney characters. So we're talking about Mickey Mouse and Peter Pan. We'll talk a lot about the characters because, you know, the salespeople, they like talking about Disney characters. And you're talking, you're talking, you're talking. Very interactive. They're really into it. But you forgot to tell them that you got to buy the necklace. So don't – and we only got a half an hour in the meeting. They're giving you a half an hour meeting. We don't got that much time. So therefore, I'm going to say trying to – I know that people do that, and I'm sorry to burst everyone's bubble. But uh, it's not person in the bubble. It's just, it, it's a good thing. To, it's so, well, whatever. Not I'll the highlight of the night. Okay, I'm not going to uh, fight with you, Morris. I like you too much to fight with you. Okay. Actually, I know my characters. Morris, you're right. 
Okay, we continue. Got to know your customers. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, David Shabbat, sorry. Yeah. David? Just go, go, you're going back to the beginning, okay? Abraham was the first person to have a seder, correct? Abraham Avinu, that's good. Yeah. Yes, he had that. He had the right. matzot. So who, who, was nice. he, who was he actually talking to to say that? Did he was the son of uh, uh, born, or did he have? Or, or uh, no, at, at that time there was no. He didn't have any children yet. So who was he, who was he doing that? Maybe with Sarah. I don't know. That's a good question, Dave. But I'm going to put that on the side again. All these questions I say save for the second day lunch meal. They're all good points. They're all good points but we got to save them for the second day lunch meal, which means that we have to get to our real story. Our story is we'll get there yet. We didn't get there yet. So I'm just moving right along because I want to try my best to fulfill the mitzvah of the night. Okay, so now my part three, Bayomahu on that day. On that day, we're now discussing when the obligations real story applies. That means we know that I have to tell the story. I know too I have to tell the story. When do I have to tell the story? Okay, so that's another uh, intro. That's another uh, hors d'oeuvre. Yachomi Rosh Chodesh. Maybe I have to start telling the story on Rosh Chodesh because Rosh Chodesh was the day that we received the first mitzvah, which was the new moon. So maybe that's the day to start the story. Tamud on that day. On that day, maybe it means during the day. Oh no, it says because of this. This means I'm pointing to the matzah and the maror that's in front of you, and that happens at night. Okay, so now we know that the wrong, the, 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 the when the time. So now we are now ready and uh, ready and able to start the story. Ready and able to start the story. Mars, is your hand still, is your hand up from before? Or no, no, before. Okay, sorry. Okay, so now we're ready to start the story. We're now ready to start the story. And it says over here, lay more. Lay more means saying. That means we're now going to start to tell and say what we have to say. Part four, that's what we call the meat and potatoes. Part four, we're now in the real heavy goods. And the way that we know that is, and I can't explain why they did this, it's a machloket amoraim, and why we chose to put avadim earlier, just to tell a little tidbit, and this later I can't answer, but if you look at the gray box on the side and you have your marker, we start with the spiritual negative that we worship idols, and we then state that Hashem brought us close to Him now. Every year Hashem is bringing us close to Him at the Seder. So now, with this word metichilah, Again, if you, you, you make sure to tell your family at this point that um, this is a highlight. You gotta, they gotta stop right there, bang on the table, or if you're uh, really good, you bang on the stender or the podium. I don't know, everyone has a different way of running a seder. And you say, okay, everybody, uh, let's order in the court. This is very important. We're now starting. We are now starting. You say to them that our forefathers were idol worshippers. There's a question, was that, what does that mean? Does that mean Abraham Avinu worshipped idols? Are we referring to Abraham Avinu's father? Is it Tedach that we mean? Do we mean Abraham till he realized at whatever age? Because it does say that there was a time when he wasn't clear on everything and maybe he was, was worshipping idols. 
whatever the story was, we want to tell our children, we were not always good religious Jews sitting around the table. We didn't always have the right hashkafa. We didn't always have the right attitude. Va'achshav and now, kervanu makol Right now, that means Revolba says now, because every year repeats itself. That means at this point in history, 3,300 something years ago, God brought us close to him, Tavodat Hashem. On that night, we were locked in our houses. God was drawing us close as we were fulfilling our first seder with the Korban Pesach. God brought us close to Avodat Hashem. That is a point that you must, again, bang on stender. Bang on stender. Um, that's our story. Morris Dweck raised his hand. Okay, stop, share. Yes, Mark. Yeah, so, but the people that were uh, worshiping idols, right? He, when he did Makapechorot, he got rid of them. No, we mean from the times of Abraham Avinu, we right. were idol worshippers. So we're telling our children, number one, we were idol worshippers. Don't think Jews were always Jews. No, Jews were not always Jews. Jews were once upon a time idol worshippers. Even Abraham Avinu, his father was an idol worshipper. If not, okay, but from but from Abraham Avinu, okay, to Yitzhak Yaakov and his tribes, okay, they weren't idol worshippers at that in point. In Egypt, there was. If you look at take in a look Egypt, at, in, in Egypt, Egypt yes, but did he get rid of them? In Egypt, there were idol worshippers. But did he get rid of them? No, it doesn't say he got rid of the idol worshippers. No, no, he got rid of the the people that gave up hope and didn't think they would be redeemed. He didn't get rid of idol worshippers. Okay, thank you. So so the point is, our children have to realize, and this is is a highlight. Again, I'm sorry to keep saying this, but I I like to say that to be done in a way that there's a clarity. That means you're able to look at the Haggadah and say, this is an important point. You got to feel ownership on the Haggadah. You got to feel like this is, familiar territory. So however you do it, you make a big circle and you say, guys, this is an important thing. We got to talk about this. We got it. We got everyone at the table has to understand this. It means instead of talking about what it, this is, this is where you say, okay, this is where we got to have discussion time. Kids, we got to understand. Abadima, you know, was a big one. Mitzchila is a big one. This is my second big discussion. My first big discussion is what do you mean we'd still be slaves? I think you should write this down now. Points to bring up at the Seder. First one was by Avadim Hayinu. You say to your family, what do you mean we still would have been slaves? Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. That's my question number one. Point number two is now by Mitzchila. Mitzchila, of course, point number two was, that was point number one. Point number two was uh, what Ike said before, that we got to get clear to them that we need, we need to spend some time here tonight. It's not a regular night. We got some time to tell the story. And our next point that we're talking about is that, um, don't take it for granted that we have the right hashkafa, that we're not idol worshippers, that we're the idol worshippers, idol worshippers. Idol worshippers just the outside world doesn't understand things. We have our heads on clear. We have, we have clarity of emunah. That, and, and God made that happen then, and it's happening again now. Achshav means now, not now then. Now means now. Right now, God is doing something to our souls. He's doing something to us, to everyone around the table. And they, and they have to know that. that that's an important point. Va'achshav. Volvi used to make a big deal of to say that on that word. Va'achshav. And now. It's happening right now. Um, JD, you had a question? 
hold on. JD, yeah. Okay, so all these things that you're telling us to say, great. We can write them down, we can say them. Do we have to say them at certain parts in these paragraphs of Magid? Or can we just stop, we'll get into Magid, tell the story, we were slaves, we were freed, we were bad, now we're good, Hashem saved us. They'll understand it. All these other Hebrew words that's, that's written in the, in the Haggadah, you know. Okay, the answer is it says that you're supposed to say the Haggadah in a language they understand. I'm not going to be now someone to say, drop the Haggadah text. So if you like to read the Haggadah text in your regular song, go ahead. I'm not saying you have to say, I mean, at the time, I would like you follow the order. So when you're at Mitzchilah, put a little star there and say, okay, we get to Mitzchilah, I'm going to talk about this. And Abadim, you know, to talk about this. You don't want to connect it to words? I don't care. You, you know, you want to just use, this is the spot to talk about? That's fine with me. You want to read like you regularly, and then tell them, right. Then, then, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to get, you don't have to get so uh, fancy and, you know, translate it and get it out of the word and tell them Tanya and things like that. No, you read the Agadah the way you read the Agadah every year and you make an asterisk and you have four or five important talking points which we'll see are going to be all the important things, 100%. You're going to want to talk about what Pesach is, Matzah Maror, that's an important one. You're going to want to tell the story, we'll get to where that is. You're right, you don't have to go and get it from the text. I don't care, that's advanced. You want to get it from the text? No. Read the text, but you have to say and discuss with your family those important talking points. Yeah, Billy. I can't, I can't get past the, uh, the fact that after we came out of Misraim, we went right back to Cheta Egel, and they were idol worshippers again. So to say that we were idol worshippers, God saved us, and it all ended, seems to be somewhat untrue. No, we were, I didn't say it all ended. God brought us close to his service. God brought us close to his service. And really, that's part of the problem, which we're not separate classes. God brought us close to his service. Then you have to bring yourself close to God. That means part of the problem was that God did it for us, and we didn't really work on it on our own enough. That's part of the reason why the Chet Egel happened. When mm -hmm. something happens from the outside, not from within, it doesn't last. That's the same as any, you can hear a class, great. Now let's make it part of you and let's see how you give it over. That's, that's the next level. So God brought them close, but they didn't necessarily, they didn't necessarily bring themselves close. Okay, Morris, you have your hand up? Morris Dweck? Yeah. Hold on, unmute. Yeah. Okay. So two questions. The first question is, we say that Hashem came to us and we said, we'll do and then we'll listen. That was by Har Sinai. That, that was, that was oh, not, that well, was not. Okay. So, that, so my question is, when were we actually the chosen people? He took us out of Egypt. He did all the miracles. He did all the makot. Okay, so the answer when is there's, did he four, actually... there's four Lishonot of Geulah. One oh. of those Lishonot of Geulah was Har Sinai. So there's different, different levels of redemption. There's four terms. So those different terms, they happen at different stages. So Matan Torah was one of them. So it could be that was the climax of it. But it all goes back. Yitziat Mitzrayim was when we became a nation, so to say. Okay. Uh, and everything else was more enhancements of that. Because everything is ultimately, even Matan Torah goes back to Yitziat Mitzrayim. It's the clarity we got from Yitziat Mitzrayim that enabled us to receive the Torah and everything else. Okay. And the second one, to Billy's point, weren't the people that did the Chet Egel, the people that came from Mitzrayim, they weren't 
were more mitzvim good, than good, good answer, Yehudim. Good answer. So, yeah, right? nice, nice answer. He's saying the Erev Rav was really responsible, not the Jews. Right. Nice, nice, Morris. Very nice. I mean, that's part of what we learned. Yes, very nice. Good. Okay, let's go back to our story. Um, okay, so that's an important one. Again, uh, we will, for those that joined late, we hopefully, uh, we, we're in the middle of printing a thousand copies of, uh, of this Haggadah, so it will be familiar for you. Uh, if you're writing notes now, you can uh, review with the uh, video and uh, you can use it. It will be available in Brooklyn and uh, maybe in Deal. Okay, so God brought us close to his service. And we're bringing a quote from Yoshua's last speech when he said goodbye to the people. So said God, the God of the Jewish people. Um, the your forefathers were on the other side of the of the of the river. Now, Terach Avi Abraham Vavi Nachor, Terach the father of Abraham and the father of Nachor. We have Elohim So we clearly have that Terach worshipped idols. Vakachet Avichem, and I took your father at Abraham Mevar I took him out, even though, this is Rav Chaska Levenstein says an important point in reading this, even though it looks like when he, Abraham traveled, he, he left, Abraham went, it doesn't say that God uh, took him, you know, God, he told him to go, he went, and, uh, but God took Abraham, means the whole story is God takes Abraham, like, and God takes every Jewish person. I took him through the whole land of Canaan. I made his children multiply. I gave him Yitzchak. I gave Yitzchak Yaakov and Esav. Esav took Har Seir. I got rid of him. I gave him Seir. And Yaakov Ubanav Yodu Mitzrayim. So there we have Yoshua telling the people, don't forget your roots. We were once idol worshippers and we went to Mitzrayim. Okay. We're winding down for this class in a moment. Now... Um, the next thing we're going to do now is another, these are, these are another all important talk, talking points is the only reason why we're here today is because God made something called the Brit Ben Abitarim. We mentioned the Brit Ben Abitarim, the covenant between the parts when Hashem promised Abraham his children would be enslaved, Hashem, and that he would save them, and he would punish their enemies. And this is the promise that the Jewish people will eventually uh, well, eventually Mashiach will come. It's not God's promise to Abraham Avinu that his children will survive. That's why we survived uh, Mitzrayim, and that's when we survive all Galiot. So we mentioned the promise of Abraham Avinu, that God made to Abraham Avinu. We bless God that he, uh, he keeps his promises. And it, of course, it's obvious, but he kept his promises. He could have waited, and we would have been wiped out. Baruch Shomer Aftachtoli Yisrael means we still had our, we were still survived. And means if he didn't go and figure out the kates, means we were supposed to be there for 400 years, and he figured it out and made it shorter, then we wouldn't have survived. So God did what he could do to make sure that we would survive. We quote the Brit Ben Abitarim, and we say the famous line of Hisha Amda. What's Hisha Amda? And again, uh, Hisha Amda, people will feel they'll definitely... I can almost guarantee it. The kids always say he. The he stands for the five books of Moses. The yud is for the Ten Commandments. The aleph is Hashem is one. 
but that's all cute. Bottom line, he sha'amda means that covenant that God made to Abraham Avinu is why we're still here today. Every generation, they try to wipe us down and Kadosh Baruch Hu saves us. This is another important talking point that there was a thing, a promise that God made called Brit Ben Abitarim. And uh, because of that, we're still here today. It got us through Egypt, it got us through all our Galiot. So uh, that's going to be the end of the second class. And I'll just give you a preview. What we're going to do now is we want to prove. Say Lamad is like Hatanya. Go out and see. I'm going to prove it to you. I want to prove something to you that in every generation they wanted to, to destroy us. And that's going to be Bezrat uh, Hashem uh, tomorrow's class. I'm going to stop the recording now.